Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, October 24th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Oh man, it was a crazy weekend for baseball, but first, let's go back. So we finally finished up the American League Division Series game on Tuesday between the Yankees and the Guardians. Remember, this was after multiple postponements and delays. So the Yankees finally won 5-1, to one, despite the Guardians having more hits in that game. So that moved the Yankees on to play the Astros in the American League Championship Series with no days off in between. The same day that was being played, the National League Championship Series had begun between the Phillies and the Padres, and the Phillies came out swinging in Game 1. The Padres fought back in Game 2 to win 8-5 with a monstrous 13 hits. But that was the only game the Phillies dropped. The Philly team took the next three games at home. So they originally started with at home at the Guardians, and they won, went 1-1 one and one in that series and then went to Philly, and they got all three wins. Game four was a high-scoring game, 10-6, to six, but the other two games were close. The Phillies put it away on Sunday in game five at home by one run. So then we go back to the American League Championship Series, and both series ended on Sunday. That is because the American League Championship Series was a sweep, so it only took four games. Spoilers! The Yankees had a marathon to get there and just fell flat after that. So the Astros did sweep the New York team in just those four games. In Game 1, the story was Verlander's pitching. He started off a little slow, but then got 11 strikeouts to win by two. Game two also had Houston by one. Then the series went to New York and the Yankees went runless in game three to lose five to zero. Finally, game four on Sunday was close with the Yankees leading, but an error by the second baseman in the seventh inning led to the Astros win by one. So what that means is the World Series is set. The Philadelphia Phillies versus the Houston Astros. We will start those games on Friday in Houston for the first two, then Philly for the next three, and then back in Houston if needed for the best of seven series. So who will win, the underdog Phillies or the yet-to-lose-in-postseason Astros? That also has not ever been done, that a team has completely swept all the way through in the wild card era. So can the Astros be the first team to do it? The Phillies haven't won the pennant since 2008, and the Astros won last in 2017. So starting with basketball, we knew that week one was last week. It kicked off with a Celtics and a Warriors win. And the Bucks are currently the favorite to win the championship, followed by the Celtics and tied in third are the Clippers and the Warriors. So after week one, that's kind of the opening odds for the season. Suns guard Chris Paul became just the third player in NBA history to reach 11,000 assists, and he did it against the Clippers on Sunday. His parents, wife, children, and brother were all in attendance to watch him hit this feat. It was an awesome I will say final 11,000th assist because it was a nice alley-oop pass to a dunk against the LA team. It was awesome. The other two men to have hit that mark is John Stockton and Jason Kidd. 
Also, in other NBA news, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones are all questionable for the games versus the Mavs on Tuesday after their game against the Jazz. So both Zion and Brandon went out of that game. There is a link on the blog to that play that Zion went out on. It just looked painful. Then there was also a scuffle in the Raptors heat game that now has landed Caleb Martin and rookie Nikola Jovic with a suspension for a game. Also, Christian Kokolo was issued a fine. Jokovic had not even made his home debut yet and already has a fine for $15,000. And Koloko has a fine for $44,000 himself. Martin was deemed to be the instigator of all of this. Again, there is a link on the blog to the exact play, and it's actually worth watching. Moving along to NCAA football, it was week eight, and we had some crazy games. Six top 25 losses, and three of those were undefeated. Starting with undefeated number seven, Ole Miss, who was an underdog going into Death Valley versus unranked LSU, apparently for good reason. The Tigers handed the Rebels their first loss of the season after outscoring them 28 points in the second half half so LSU topples Ole Miss 45 to 20 game day was fittingly at number 10 Oregon for their game versus undefeated number nine UCLA but the Ducks took the lead early and never gave it back forget that Bo Nix curse of games he was on fire Oregon takes down the undefeated Bruins 45 to 30 a more weaponized number five Clemson team, who was also undefeated, hands number 14 undefeated Syracuse their first loss of the season. It wasn't without the drama, though, as the Tigers did trail for a long time, had four turnovers, and had to change quarterbacks to change the momentum in the game. They do finally get the win, 27-21. to 21. This also becomes the 38th home win for the Clemson Tigers. That is the longest winning streak in ACC history ever. In the battle of the Big 12 purple teams, number 17, Kansas State, was up 28-10 to 10 on number 8, TCU, at one point in the first half. But man, the wheels came off for the Wildcats in the second half with two missed field goals and two interceptions. That allowed the Horned Frogs to come back, and TCU stays undefeated 38-28. to 28. In the battle of the orange Big 12 teams, number 11, Oklahoma State had a nice bounce-back homecoming win against number 20, Texas, who lost a lead of two touchdowns to take their third loss of the season. It doesn't help when your star quarterback has more interceptions than touchdown passes either. And finally, number six, Alabama was coming off that loss to Tennessee last week, but we all know Nick Saban ain't going to lose twice in a row. And Saban's tide has outscored Mike Leach's Bulldogs team 90 to nine in the last two matchups. Let's add a 30 to six win against them on Saturday to that as well as Bama takes down number 24, Mississippi State. Also, just for general knowledge for college football next week on Tuesday, so I will cover it in the next week's weekly update, but next week on Tuesday, the college football playoff will issue their first rankings of the year. That's pretty normal. It usually is that first weekend and that first Tuesday in November. So yeah, it seems like we've been doing this a long time without them giving their rankings, but that's pretty typical. 
Moving along to NFL, it was week seven and only five games were decided by a touchdown or less. So it was not a super close weekend. But this week did see a bunch of games with more college football scores. And what that means is very high scores because you expect NFL professionals to kind of keep those scores in check. The Cardinals got two pick sixes in the first half to take the Saints down. The Texans looked to have their game in hand before the fourth quarter when the Raiders scored 21 points in it alone to take that W away 38 to 20. The Cowboys forced the Lions to turn over the ball five times in the second half. They won 24 to 6. The Packers have now lost three in a row, this time to the Commanders with their backup quarterback in. The Giants scored 10 points in the final quarter to beat the Jags, 23-17. The Broncos lost their game that didn't start Russell Wilson and only scored nine points against the Jets. The Chiefs put up college points, and hopefully you had Hardman on your roster for fantasy as he found the end zone three times. They beat the 49ers 44-23. That didn't help me as normally Patrick Mahomes finds tight and Travis Kelsey in the end zone, and he's on my roster. The Dolphins got Tua back and a win against the Steelers, although there were zero points scored by either team in the second half. Talk about a boring second half. That's pretty much it for week seven, but we do have some other crazy news. Running back Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers for a long time has been traded to the 49ers in a blockbuster trade. The Stanford Cardinal was drafted first round by Carolina in 2017, and this is only his second stop. He was traded for a second, third, and fourth round pick in the 2023 draft and a fifth round pick in the 2024 draft. He started this weekend as well against the Chiefs. And also, while I was writing this, McCaffrey has asked to be traded was a common tweet that I found. So that was fast. The Colts have also benched quarterback Matt Ryan, and now former UT quarterback Sam Ellinger is going to start so far. Ryan threw two interceptions in their loss this weekend, which adds to his seven previous and 11 fumbles, and he leads the NFL in turnovers. Moving along to golf, Rory McIlroy is back to world number one after his win at the CJ Cup in South Carolina. His three-putt bogey was enough for him to seal the victory by one. He was actually tied going into the final five holes, but then shot three straight birdies to give him that extra room that he needed. This is Rory's 23rd win on the PGA Tour and his ninth time to hit world number one. Also, this weekend will be the Live Team Championship. This is the team finale event. Remember, Dustin Johnson already won the individual event, so this is just for teams. The winners of this event will split the $16 million prize, but all the teams get paid out as the total purse is $50 million. That means the losing team still gets $1 million to then distribute between the four players. Now, that's a nice loser's paycheck. The first two days are single and foursome match play before the final round of stroke play. We do have a little bit of Olympic news for the first time ever in Skate America and only the second time really in competition. Ilya Malinin landed the quad 
Axel during his free skate. Needless to say, that landed him in first place despite starting in fourth after his short program. He landed it with near perfection execution scores. Sticking with a little bit of ice skating, if you remember from the Beijing Olympics, 15-year-old Camila Velieva tested positive for a banned substance. She would then filed an appeal and was allowed to skate in the individual event, but she fell a bunch of times and finished fourth. She did help the Russian team win team gold, though. Now the Russian Anti-Doping Association has said that they will keep the findings of her investigation secret as she is, quote, a protected person due to her age. Needless to say, people are pissed. Moving along to gymnastics, the U.S. gymnastics team has been named for Worlds. Those men and ladies will compete in Liverpool starting this weekend and into next week. Shalise Jones is expected to compete for the all-around gold in her global championship debut. Now, finals don't start until Tuesday next week, so I will cover that more in next week's weekly update. The full competition schedule is on the blog. But let's move on to what to watch this upcoming week. Obviously, some baseball because the World Series Game 1 starts on Friday. Phillies at the Astros, so this will be in Houston. So far, timing is TBD, but it will be on Fox. Same for Game 2, but it will be on Saturday. We have some NBA games on mainstream channels. Tuesday, we have the Mavericks at the Pelicans at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the Warriors at the Suns at 9. On Wednesday, the Nets at the Bucks at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Lakers at the Nuggets at 9. And Friday, we have the Pacers at the Wizards at 6.30 on ESPN, and the Pelicans at the Suns at 9 on ESPN. For week nine for college football, with the top 25 games of the week, I have anyway, are number two, Ohio State at number 13, Penn State. That will be Saturday at 11 a.m. on Fox. Believe it or not, game day is actually going to HBCU this week, so it will be visitors. Southern U will play at Jackson State. You may recognize that because Deion Sanders is the head coach there. They are getting a lot of attention this year, that is for sure. Nice that he is bringing some of that extra exposure and some press to those HBCUs. That game will be at 1 o'clock, yet to be announced on what channel. Number nine, Oklahoma State will play at number 22, Kansas State, who had that tough loss against TCU last week. They will play at 2.30 on Fox. Number 10, Wake Forest will play at unranked Louisville, but I think that game might be a little closer than people are thinking. That will be at 2.30 as well on ACC Network. Number 19, Kentucky will play at number three, Tennessee. So we'll see if Tennessee can stay undefeated. They play at six on ESPN. And finally, I also put this game in here as I think unranked Pitt might be a challenge for number 21, UNC. They play at seven o'clock on ACC Network. Again, college game day is going to Jackson State. So that is that HBCU. For the NFL, Monday Night Football on right now is the Bears at the Patriots at 7.15 on ESPN, followed by Thursday, Ravens at the Bucks at 7.15 on Prime. The Bucks had a terrible week last week, so who knows what Tom Brady is thinking for his future after last week. Sunday, we will see Broncos at the Jags at 8.30 a.m. on ESPN+. That is because it is also being played in London. We've had a couple of those games this year. So set your fantasy lineup before then. If you wait after Thursday Night Football and don't forget to do it until about noon on Sunday, you'll be in trouble. 
That being said, we have seven games at noon on Fox or CBS. The Fox games are the Panthers at the Falcons, the Bears at the Cowboys, and the Cardinals at the Vikings. And on CBS, the Dolphins at the Lions, the Raiders at the Saints, the Patriots at the Jets, and the Steelers at the Eagles, who are still the only undefeated team left in the NFL. At 3.05 on CBS, you can catch the Titans at the Texans in the Battle of the Tees, apparently. And then at 3.25 on Fox, you can catch the Commanders at the Colts or the 49ers at the Rams, depending on where you are located. Followed by Sunday Night Football will be the Packers at the Bills at 7.20 on NBC. And Monday Night Football next week will be the Bengals at the Browns at 7.15 on ESPN. For golf this week, we do have the Bermuda Championship that starts for the PGA Tour on Thursday. Round one, you can find at 1230 on Golf Channel. Again, that's Thursday. Friday, though, catch the Live Tour Miami Team Championship. Round one will begin at 1215. That is a shotgun start. You can catch that on LiveTour.com or on YouTube. Bermuda Championship round two will also begin at 1230 on Golf Channel that same day. Saturday, you can catch the Miami Team Championship for the Live Tour round two at 12.15 and the Bermuda Championship round three at 12.30, same channels. And Sunday, wrapping up the Team Championship and the Live Tour season is the final round at 12.15 on live.com and the Bermuda Championship final round at 12.30 on golf channel we do have some hockey games this week as well tuesday catch the avalanche at the rangers at 7 p.m on espn followed by the golden knights at the sharks at 9 30 on wednesday we do split it between tnt now which used to only be basketball i swear wednesday rangers at the islanders at 6 30 on tnt and the lightning at the ducks at nine thursday you can catch the blues at the predators at seven on hulu and Friday, Maple Leafs at the Coyotes at 9.30, also on Hulu. We only have one Olympic event being shown on TV that I could find this weekend, and that is Sunday with figure skating at 11 a.m. on NBC. I also don't usually talk about soccer, but again, we are in the middle of the MLS playoffs. Actually, we're not in the middle. We're kind of near the end. And that game, those games will be played on Sunday. These will be the, the semifinals. So LAFC versus Austin FC. That will be at two on ABC. Again, this is Sunday. Then Philly Union versus New York City's FC at seven on Fox Sports 1. The winner of those two games will go on to play for the championship on November 5th. That wraps it up for me this week. Gotta love a week that has a World Series beginning in it, as well as the NBA and college football and some great NFL and some even some MLS playoff games. I know last week was really entertaining, so this week ought to be very good as well. Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more stories and times, and I'll catch you all next week.